Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Well, hello there. There's a song about that someplace. I'm so sorry. I am here trying to get dad's bills paid. And, okay, I'm old school about some things. And the... um public service district uh, says you can pay it online so I went and, I, and, they, and you can and I went to pay his online and I keyed one of the card numbers wrong so it said declined and I thought yeah I know what I've done because there's a series that is easily easy to get backwards and um, I got them backwards so I tried it again and it says oh you can't do that because it's a duplicate attempt and I'm like I'll just make you process a check so excuse me I have to talk to my printer down um, so I'm old schooling it and the printer, <laughs> the, the, um, I'm printing a label for the PSD because they don't send you, they send you a postcard. Um, I just tore it in half. Let me see if I got another one here. Um, they send you a postcard like this. And the idea is you go in and pay it or you pay it online. Uh, but if you want to mail it in, this postcard doesn't fit in a traditional envelope, and so you got to tear it up. But anyway, you have to print a label, too, where you have to figure out a way to label your envelope. I am notorious. I save envelopes uh, from the companies that I um, pay bills online and force them because they don't lower my bill for sending it to me electronically. So companies that um, I pay online... I send, um, I keep the envelopes. And they do come in handy. I mean, I have way more than I need, but they do come in handy for times like this. So it took me six tries to get my label right because, um, you know, you may print, you guys, and I apologize to you guys who are not desk jockeys uh, in administration anywhere. But, you know, you get some Avery 50, uh, 6150s and, or 6150s and, um, 5160s and you may not only need one or two at a time so you keep the sheet and then you keep reusing it and you count the rows and you count the columns and you print your yes. so my printer keeps duplexing which I love but I don't need for this and every time I go in and I try to fix it I'm like you should be duplexing it and then it's, but it's not the printer it's the uh, software and I just it took me forever and I thought I had it and then I had it on the wrong row and it's just another day in the life of Robin. I should make that my, uh, oh, I can't do that that way. Uh, morning. Oh, y'all, let me get started here. You don't want to listen to me fuss with this. Uh, I am Robin Holstein, the West Virginia woman. I have, I have, uh, 
titled Myself. <laughs> it's Tuesday, December the 5th, and this is episode 121 of the Holstein House broadcast. Uh, answering your questions on uh, life, <laughs> hosting a B&B from your home, um, food preparation and storage, uh, pantry questions, um, and, and all kinds of stuff. That's why I kind of said life because, oh, geez, please, life. Um, I have more than my fair share of it right now. I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what. So today we're at, we're going to talk more about um, in a little bit. We're going to talk about a couple of uh, stories that I heard um, or read the other day. Uh, a Second Amendment win uh, in West Virginia, a, uh, a class action suit that was brought uh, and made it uh, through some of the courts, and they decided it. Guess what? You can't do this. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, inflation and how it's affecting you uh not just that it's affecting you i mean everybody can talk about that but especially in west virginia to what extent it is affecting us here and um, i'm going to finish filling this envelope here so that will calm me down so i know that this is done um excuse me while i lick this envelope I know, I know people like envelopes. What are you seeing the envelopes for? Really, I could have done that better. Well, it's because uh, Mel and Dad's bills. Mailing, yeah, yeah. Well, we got we pay the postman anyway, so let's uh, get our money's worth. How about that? Then I got to go get stamps. Jeez Louise. I don't have enough stamps to send this stuff out. Yes, yes, I could do all of this online. Well, I can't do all of it. I could do most of it online. Excuse me while I put this in my purse so I can get up to the post office. And this is going there and this is going. I have a stack of stuff. Excuse me, as the great Rush Limbaugh used to say. Except his stack of stuff was papers and things that he was on topics and things he was going to be discussing. My stack of stuff is bills that I have to pay for myself and dad and the church and stuff. So it's just, and the church and dad get priority. <laughs> uh, so I hope your week has started off better than mine. Mine wasn't terrible. It's just very frustrating. This is a very difficult period of time right now for a, a few different reasons. Are we ready to go yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, I wanted to say, though, you guys listening on the podcasts, um, I actually believe I have the uh, Apple iTunes issue resolved. It was a couple of different things that, that I've come across. One was when I initially set the account with Podbean, I had no idea uh, that I would still be going this far out in it. You know, 121 is is not a lot to some, but 121, 121 more than I've ever done before. So I I had my initial uh, number of podcasts uh, topped out. I think at 99 or something like that. So it wasn't it. it I, if I understand what the uh, the Podbean um, 
Q&A page or, or FAQ page was telling me is that Apple wasn't recognizing it anymore because of this cap that I had put on it. Just, you know, user error, newbie thing. And um, then the other thing was that when I went into and I had to follow the steps again and go through and check things, check this, check that, check something else. When I got to the page on the iTunes um, podcast, I don't know if you want to call it application or, or what you want to say it is, but um, it said draft. And I thought, well, it shouldn't say draft. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd made a change to something and had saved it but didn't publish it or what, but I published it and it took a few minutes. I don't know if I can find it. If I, I may be able to pull it up here um, and show those of you who are. Oh, excuse me. I shouldn't be yawning in your ear. That's very un, not only unprofessional, but rude. Let me see. Out there and there. Let's see. Can I get to. Yeah. So there I am on iTunes. Um, you probably can't tell other than right here, this is a little purple thing. So there we are. We're on iTunes and that should fix some of the other things that it reaches more um, podcast apps because it, uh, according to Podbean, Apple distributes among from, you know, once I get published to Apple, they distribute to some other ones. So it's kind of like, um, you know, Podbean will get you here and then they'll get you here. So hopefully that's fixed. I believe it is. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So if you're listening somewhere on one of those podcast apps where I don't, um, I don't have all of the apps and I don't have uh, an individual account with all the apps and you say hello, let's say you key in hello, make a comment and you don't get a response back. I'm sorry. It's it's because I don't have all of the apps for every podcast uh, software or application uh, that's out there that can possibly be reached. So if you would go to robinholstein.com and make your way over to the, um, on the menu. It's not hard. I mean, it's a menu. Um, go to the contacts page and just send me a message and let me know, Hey, I heard you on this, um, podcast app. And I just wanted to make sure that you knew we were hearing you. And I will try to either give you a shout out like I'm about to do, uh, for somebody, or I'll, I'll try to respond directly back to you. Um, I wanted to say, Hey, the Noster gang again, I did see your note on fountain and I do appreciate it every time you do that. So thank you very much for that. Uh, and if you guys like the podcast which I will admit is not the most exciting one I'm not teaching you doom and gloom and and you know go buy all the rice and beans and run up in the mountains and and hide in a bunker and dig a hole in a mountain and drink spring water <laughs> because the world's coming to an end I don't do that I don't do that so um I do appreciate you being here and just listening it's you know it's a it's a well-rounded 
well-rounded podcast, I think, and broadcast. So uh, there's not a whole lot of excitement going on around the Holstein house. It's been a series of um, regular and, and routine uh, things. I, I have uh, I had spent the better part of three days getting my homework for my class ready and shame on me for not getting it done sooner. Um, you know, I tend to put that stuff off because it's just, there's so much that takes precedence over the coursework. Um, the coursework is for my CLM certification. I did have um, one of the ladies over in the Telegram group, which, by the way, you could join and have conversations with us. It's the Holstein House chat over on Telegram, t.me slash the Holstein House chat. Um, there should be a link down in the description. Uh, or did I take that one out? I, t I had so many links in there. I took some of them out. But it's all, it's on the contact page over at robinholstein.com. So if you ever if you ever think, I don't remember what she said, robinholstein.com, contacts page. You'll find it. But one of the ladies asked me, she said, what does CLM mean? And and I've I've mentioned it before, but there's always somebody different, you know, trying to catch up. That's certified lay minister. So uh, it's not, I'm not ordained, um, not, not according to the Methodist church anyway, which is my home church, my home denomination. Um, and, uh, I, I am ordained through a different organ denomination to do some things, uh, marriages and stuff. So, uh, my understanding is even though I did that, uh, I did that to, um, be able to perform marriages. Apparently, the bishop here in West Virginia for the United Methodist Church, West Virginia, uh, feels that once when you do that, and that's that or online ordination stuff, you are leaving the Methodist Church. And I thought, I, I, I don't, I don't agree, but okay. So, yes, I can do marriages in West Virginia. I can do a lot of stuff in West Virginia uh, under different hats. Um, the certified lay minister in, uh, with, within the United Methodist Church, uh, I will be able to perform any ministerial function except those that are considered sacraments. Sacraments are um, baptisms, uh, weddings, and communion. So I can't, I'm not technically allowed to bless the elements for communion, although I can distribute them like if Pastor Bill um, um, blesses the elements, I can distribute them. Uh, and uh, so if we're in a bind that way, or it doesn't have to be Pastor Bill, but I, I, I can't do weddings and I can't technically baptize in um, in the Methodist church. So I would kind of, I mean, I get it. I, I get it. They're serious things sacraments are, and people will take them very lightly. I remember hearing a story about, um, oh, darn, now who was it? Uh, uh, he's, a, he's a senior citizen, singer, musician, and he... Um, Oh, I can see his faith. He, he does a commercial for some of those um, uh, supplements. Darn it, what's his name? I can't remember. Anyway, he I, I heard a story of someone who, um, the, the guy was not 
a minister in any church, but he um, was very learned in, in scriptures and stuff. And he would baptize people in these swimming pool just to have a gang and have a, you know, get, get together and have a big meeting and, and the spirit would move and he'd just hop them in there and baptize them, which I, <laughs> Christ says, do it in my name. He doesn't say you got to go to four years of school to do it. But that's, that's, I've spent way too much time on that <laughs> to say that there's not a whole lot going on around here at Hosting House today. Um, because we are, we, we were just having a lot of life. Who's there? Uh, oh, that's interesting to know, Mr. Shaler. I, I hope you can find help for your situation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, so from, from the, um, from the, the Facebook, we've got, I've got a troll. <laughs> oh, my. Get that taken care of. But that's fine. <laughs> anyway, where was I? I was rambling. I do that a lot. That's what Opus Pro tells me. <laughs> the topic was great, but you rambled or you studied, you... You, you were unclear and unfocused. <laughs> oh, I think I can delete that. I have a, a note here to my, from, because I copy these over so they don't have to retype all the, all the stuff. And I had a note there about the wildfires. Well, they're pretty much gone. All right. Let's see. No, no, uh, no spammers over on Rumble. Anyway. So uh, there's nothing exciting going on. We've got, I've had uh, a lot. Um, we Well, Sunday was the first Sunday of Advent. So I had to do a little special ceremony for our Advent Sunday over at the church, which this kind of falls into that category, but I'll do it anyway. Um, just, and oh, because I slammed in three days to um, get, uh, get my homework done for my class. And we have uh, one more class and that's on the, January the 2nd, which is a Tuesday. And then we are, um, we'll finish that class. Then our names are forwarded to the district superintendent. And sometime about February or March, maybe as late as April, they'll call us in and we'll have an, an interview. And they will generally, um, you are uh, certified as a lay minister. Very rarely, my understanding is somebody not suggested uh, and approved. So, We'll see how that goes. Um, I do have to do a uh, personal ministry plan, which is like a professional development plan that you would do for yourself. It includes, um, I got it sitting right here. I'll go over the headlines here. It goes over your personal vision and core. Uh, it says, um, in this course, you've spent some time discerning God's call on your life, name God's vision for your life and ministry as you currently understand it. Uh, then what spiritual gifts do you have or has God given you? What abilities and talents do you have, which are not the same thing, not always the same thing? Uh, how do you want to be known? Personal goals and initiative. Um, what is your plan for practical spiritual disciplines? Which ones will you begin with and how often? What will your reading commitment to the Bible study be? 
how will you incorporate prayer in your life? What actions of service will you incorporate? Because it is a life of service after all. How will you continue to develop intellectually? <laughs> continue to develop. I haven't developed yet. How, you, how will you maintain balance in your life, both physically and emotionally? That is the $10 million question. I have... I haven't been able to do that in so many years. It's not funny. Um, we used to have, we used to be able, and I think it's because of that old, if you see a busy person, you know, give them something to do. I, I don't need, I, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, I've been just way too busy for way too long. This whole past 12, 15 months or so has just been crazy busy for me. Uh, accountability and next steps. How will you remain accountable for your personal plan? And these, this is really kind of something, I mean, it, you could pull away with references to scripture and, and, um, uh, and, and have a, a personal plan that most anybody could, uh, could set out for themselves. Where do you, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I see myself in your job, you know, <laughs> It doesn't work that way, I know. But so I, I have to, I have one one more class, one more class, and uh, develop the personal ministry plan, and then my interview, and I will be, uh, I should be a certified lay minister in the Methodist Church. How important is it to you for your continuing education? Uh, and, and I don't necessarily mean just because you have a PhD or, or a master's or a bachelor's or whatever. I've been in a lot of different organizations um, and had a lot of different pro professional certifications and they all flustered me. Uh, I achieved the certification and it was like, oh, this is not what I thought it would be. Have you, have you ever done that? Have you ever thought this, you know, I want to... I want to be an astronaut when I grow up and you become an astronaut and you're like, this isn't what I thought it would be. <laughs> I've done that so many times in my life. It's, it's amazing. And, um, but it does also make me think as we, you know, we're coming up on the end of the year and everybody's doing reviews and think back, look backs and plan aheads and stuff. And do you have a plan for 2024? Um, even if, I mean, I, I don't really, I mean, I kind of do, but I don't have a really defined, uh, plan for 2024. And I'm just curious to how many people, uh, listening might actually do that. Do you, do you just keep it in your head or do you, um, do you write it down? And if you write it down, where do you write it? Do you keep it in your computer? Do you have your calendar reminding you, hey, it's been three months since you said you would learn to knit. Have you learned to knit yet? You know, on a scale of one to ten, you know, zero being I haven't learned, ten being I've mastered it. Do you have you have you done something like that? Because I'd love to I'd love to um, hear about how you how you do that, how it works for you. Um, how you're able to 
discipline yourself to to keep after that and and keep focused on it i get distracted so easy it's not even funny but i really i'd love to hear from you on that so just more falderall here my ankle is a little better um if you were here friday you learned that i missed a couple steps coming downstairs on wednesday and my ankle was kind of Oh, fiddly and irritating, and it, it it wasn't really bad. I didn't sprain it, sprain it, but it was sore for a couple of days, and I did get an ankle brace thingy, like one of those socks that you pull up and wore it for a couple of days, and um, it seems to be okay. I went out to um, tend to the poultry for Saturday and stepped just the right way and gave it just the right wiggle that it it felt like somebody, something was pricking me from the inside out. And I thought, oh, man, I've messed that up. So it's a little, it's a little tender again. But it's not, um, it's, I, it's not like I can't walk on it. And I almost don't limp. It just depends on how I step down on it. But I'm going to keep the uh, ankle wrap on it for probably a couple more days. and Just to try to keep it from getting a weird movement and, and uh, uh, tearing or something. So it's, uh, it, it's not, you know, it didn't swell up or bruise or anything, which is surprising. I really thought it would. I really thought it would. Um, doctor's appointment is Thursday to find out what's going on. Uh, uh, the results of the MRI on my chest and, and lungs and see what's going on with that. Hopefully, again, I keep saying this. I know you're tired of it. Um, I will get some... Uh, a different a different inhaler so that I don't have this horse sounding weirdness going on general projects nothing new going on at the dog house although it has to I forgot to get on the move with that the Ramsey house I did sell a few things out of it not big major things but I was able to turn around and use that money to buy my bird feed so I was able to cut back on expenses there so thank you for the folks that bought those Tupperware canisters and uh, my chickens and ducks greatly appreciated it i told you a while back that i i put a bike i got a bike trainer and brought my bike over and put it on the bike trainer and i was using it for exercise well that was uh, just not even a week before i took my fall uh there on the stairs and um so i i gave a rest to my ankle i didn't get on the bike and i took that time to get um uh, a new seat because the seat was on it was killing me um it was i'm you know fat bottom girls make the rocking world go around and i needed a fat bottom girls seat so i got one and i put it on and it's so slick that i was sliding off the seat <laughs> so the clothes I had on while I was exercise riding up uh, the bike this morning uh, I was struggling to not slide off the seat <laughs> it sounds stupid but it felt even worse and um, I got off and I tried to adjust the, the pitch of the seat and made it worse one time made it kind of better but that bike there's probably this is probably the reason that I didn't ride it very much is that I hate it. I just hate it. 
the handlebars are up as high as they're going to go. I need a, a, a cruiser bike. I need one that, you know, just with the tall handlebars and, you know, the seat that's just flat and just round and a cruiser bike, not a, not a mountain bike or not a, um, what's another kind of, there's like three or four different kind of bikes, not the one where the handlebars are all wrapped over and you're hunched over and, you know, your rear ends higher than your wrists. That's not what I want to do. And uh, I don't want a mountain bike. I, I just want a bike, <laughs> just a plain bike. It doesn't need to have a bunch of speeds on it or anything. Just the plain bike. Excuse me a minute. I'm coughing again. I'm, I apologize to you. Um, or still, I guess, because I've been coughing since, what, August, July? But the inhaler made it, has made it a lot better. I'm not coughing as much. I'm talking a lot right now. I haven't been, but I am. And I'm down in the bunker and the air is not that great down here. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be looking at on Facebook Marketplace and uh, the flea market and stuff. We've got a flea market that kind of stays open all year round. It's not really that great. It's just a lot of look. But I'm going to be watching around for uh, a used bike. I don't really want to put money in. That's why I just got the train, the bike trainer. It's just this thing you put on the back wheel and you just pedal. Just like you do at spin class, except you're not. I don't want to be all rolled over like a pill bug um and i thought maybe the seat would help if i got a different seat and apparently it's not going to so i'll be watching a facebook marketplace be interesting interesting interested <laughs> to know um how how do you exercise in the winter? Do you do you have home equipment that you use? Do you walk even though the weather's really bad? Um, do you go to a gym somewhere? I'd, I'd I'd like to know that that because I I I hesitate to say I can't, okay? Because I I really can, but I do, walking in the winter. Is if it's cold and dry is one thing. If there's any ice or snow, I don't like that because at my age, I just need one good slip and it's broken hip city. <laughs> I don't want a broken hip. So there's not, I can't get a lot of distance. I can't do a lot of walking without taking a hill somewhere, a, a hill that has got enough of, a, of, of a, an incline or decline, depending on which direction you're going, that I could end up on my hind end if it's an icy day or really cold. I did a couple, yeah, it's been more than a couple years ago. I was walking the dog and um, I'd walk her up to um, Walmart and back. So that made two miles, but there's a couple good hills there. And once it got to be wintertime and it got really snowy, uh, uh, no. So um, I don't, and trying to go to a gym by the time I get there and then get, on the equipment and then get back home I could have been finished with some exercise here at the house so I need something here at the house I don't have space for like a rowing machine I know they make um, treadmills that you can put under desks or beds but that's it 
if you could see how the house is, you'd, you'd understand why that's not an option. Um, so it's just uh, a matter of finding the right thing. And I really thought this bike trainer was going to be the right thing. And it turned out it's just not. It's just not. Obie-tabie. Um, dad's had several appointments. We, he actually had one yesterday. It was just a checkup appointment. And he made the comment. He says, all you ever do is run me to doctor's appointments. And I had a flashback of mom because mom started making those comments after a while. She's like, that's all we get done is going to the doctor. And what it is, uh, what probably brought this on, I'll say, is he's had several appointments all at once. Um, it's not like once a week, a different doctor once a week. He's had several appointments all at once. And uh, it, it feels like it's all the time, but it's not all the time. It's just within these couple of three weeks that there's been a bunch of appointments and it's been hard on him. Um and it's, I mean, it's for a man who has been the head of the home for, oh, geez, Louise, 40, 50 years. Yeah. It would be longer than that. Well, it depends on how you count it. If you count it from the time my grandfather passed away, uh, 45 years. If you count it from the time when he left home, left his parents' home and started living on his own. Um, <clears throat> 70 years anyway. 68, maybe. 65. 65, I think. So, Dad's been an independent, grown man taking care of himself being able to fix just about anything i mean he's a master with a welding machine and, and uh, um he, he can he the knowledge that's packed in his brain about how things work um engines and electric and i mean he's just he can do all about he he built he built half of the house I grew up in. He um, built his own garage. He he fabricated and, and built a ship. I guess it's called a ship. It might be called a boat. It looks like one of those Coast Guard boats that go up and down the river. He cut the, uh, cut the steel for that and welded it and put it together. I mean, he did all of it. Put the motor in and all that stuff. He, he can do... He, in his life could do anything and now he's starting to wind down and it's it's driving him crazy because he his back hurts him too bad to drive himself to the doctor he's embarrassed to be in the wheelchair and um he doesn't like using the walker he didn't mind the cane as much when he got to where he needed the walker more um he was embarrassed by it. And then using the cane using the wheelchair just drives him insane. He hates using the wheelchair but some of these appointments he you know to park and get inside is he can't walk that far so anyway it's it's bothering him and uh, when he made the comment all we do is uh, 
is go to doctor's appointments. I, I really, I didn't really know what to say. Is not true, but I know what he's feeling, and it just is. Uh, it's part of life. It's a terrible part of life that he can't just hop in the car and go. So there's that. I better keep going. So the chickens and ducks are doing what chickens and ducks do still. I'm only I'm down to getting one white egg a day, and two, the two ducks are doing what they're supposed to do, putting out, ducks, uh, putting out eggs all the time. Bible study, uh, I think we've got one tomorrow, and then that's it until January. Uh, we do Our lunch and learn is over until January. Uh, we do have our church dinner on Saturday. I'm hoping we have a decent turnout for that. The roof is driving me crazy. The church roof is driving me crazy. Um, I have had um, estimates. I asked a young man for an estimate on a metal roof on the church, and he gave me one, and I about lost my teeth. But um, I got an estimate from, uh, I needed more than, you know, more than one, and I got an estimate from another guy, and it was double what the first person said. So I called the first guy and I said, why is this, do you think? Are you, you're, I know you've done work for me before and I trust your work and um, I really would like to get you this, but if you, if you're, if it's, the, there's so much of a difference between yours and this other guy and I didn't, didn't tell him who it was. I didn't give him the actual amounts, but um, I said, are you, are you using cheaper material? And I mean, I just flat asked him. Are you using cheap materials? And, and I got to comparing the two estimates and they were very material wise. They were very similar. Uh, but the, the guy that came in so high, almost double was talking about using a lift to get the um, metal up there. And then the first guy said, dad, you don't need a lift. We don't need a lift. And uh, he said, go ahead and get a third one. And I, I was trying to think of who I would contact anyway. So I get a hold of a third guy. And he went over to the church yesterday, apparently, because I just talked to him. Excuse me. And he said, um, I wouldn't dare put a metal roof on that place. I mean, just flat out. I wouldn't dare put it. I wouldn't put Now, if you paid me enough, I'll do it. But I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. And he gave me the reasons why. And now, I'm, now I don't know what to do. Um. I got a whole, I messaged the other guy, the first guy, and I said, give me an estimate on the shingle roof. And the two guys that, well, the guy that I talked to yesterday, the third guy and the first guy, just, they didn't give me the exact same reasons, but they were similar, I guess. Um, guy number one just said, you know, you can't, a metal roof is not it only guarantees the paint if the paint's scratched and that's going to rust and um you never know if it's scratched and you got to cut around the uh, steeple and it's just he, he said it's a busy roof i don't know what a busy roof means there's not a lot of stuff sticking out of that roof so i i just i don't know what that's supposed to mean uh, he's, this thir third guy said he didn't know how he was going to put flashing around the steeple, how he was going to fit the metal in there. Um, and he said the shingles that he could put up there, and he always accounts for some 
replacement wood, some replacement sheets, and the shingles would last 50 years or something like that. So I'm, I, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. So I, like I said, I reached out to the first guy and I said, well, to the one, to the first guy and said, give me a quote on the shingles. I, I'm just going to have to look at what it's going to be for shingles. The other guys were making sense. The guy that I had reached out to first said he'd do it. Said he can do it. I don't know. I'll probably end up putting shingles on it. I really wish I had a committee to do that. I don't, I, I don't have a committee. So, so those of you guys who are thinking, well, you know, take it to your committee, take it to your deacons, take it to whoever, let them know and let them decide. There aren't any. I'm the one. I'm the one. And to add to that, the insurance company reached out to me yesterday and said they're not going to renew us even do we get the roof work done. So now I definitely have to find insurance. I've got till February to get it done, but I don't even know where to start. Where do you start? Oh, well, anyway, there's that. So let me, um, let me move along here. And I appreciate you listening to me. <laughs> One of the main things I wanted to talk about today, and I'm, I want to make sure we get to first, uh, is this uh, Second Amendment win um, that I put in the uh, description. It, this, the story comes out of Bellevue, Washington, Washington State, and the headline is Federal Judge Strikes Handgun Sales for Ban for 18 to 20 Year Olds in West Virginia Case. And it goes like this A federal district court, no, let me start over. A federal district court judge in West Virginia has ruled that a federal law prohibiting handgun sales to 18 to 20 years olds is factually unconstitutional and granted a summary judgment in a case brought by the Second Amendment Foundation. It continues to say, in a 40-page decision, U.S. District Chief Judge Thomas S. Klee, K-L-E-E-H, with the Northern District of West Virginia wrote, because plaintiff's conduct, the purchase of handguns, falls within the Second Amendment, unqualified command and the challenged statutes and regulations are not consistent with the nation's historic tradition of firearm regulations. The court finds in 18 U.S.C. 922B1 and C1, facially unconstitutional and as applied to plaintiffs. He enjoined defendants, in this case, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, ATS, ATF Director Stephen Diedelbach and Attorney General Merrick Garland, from enforcing the provisions against plaintiffs and otherwise qualified 18 to 20 year olds. This is a huge victory for the Second Amendment rights, especially for young adults, said SAF Executive Director Adam Kraut. The Biden Justice Department argued that people in this age group were not adults, which was patently ludicrous. 
the government simply could not defend the constitutionality of the handgun prohibition, and Judge Clee's ruling makes that clear. There was never any historical evidence supporting this arbitrary ban on the purchase and ownership of handguns by young adults, noted SAF founder and Executive Vice President Alan M. Gottlieb. As we maintained all along, history goes in the opposite direction. At that age, historically, young adults were considered mature enough to serve in the military, the military, and take on other responsibilities. We're delighted with the judge's ruling. The case was filed in September 2022, joining SAF or the West Virginia Citizens Defense League and individual citizens Stephen Roberts Brown and Benjamin Weekly. They were represented by attorneys John H. Byron of Union, West Virginia, and SAF's Kraut, who is a practicing attorney based in Weston, PA. So that's the story. There is a link to this story in the uh, description below so that you can go over and read it because sometimes I st stumble over words um, when I'm reading. But this is from the uh, SAF.org, which is the Second Amendment Foundation. And I'm going to tell you something. This uh, there's just there's one thing here that just well, besides the fact that the Biden administration was trying to keep youngins from owning wet, uh, handguns. Um, Historically, mature, uh, 18 to 20-year-olds were considered mature enough to serve in the militia, the military, and take on other responsibilities. We can send these kids to war in the Middle East. We can send them on ships to the oceans to be shot at by drones and rockets, but they're not mature enough. They're kids. They're not mature enough to buy a handgun. I have argued at different times that uh, restricting cigarette and alcohol sales to 21-year-olds is also unconstitutional because we send those kids to war. And um, they're mature enough to join the military and go and die for the country or get hurt. That's almost worse because, you know, get hurt, get severely injured. And, um, and come back to what? You know, uh, if they're old enough to go to war, they're old enough to own a handgun. If they're old enough to go to war, they're old enough to smoke a cigarette. If they're old enough to go to war, they're old enough to have a beer or a shot of whiskey okay this this is ridiculous and to be to consider them not able this is this is a big reason why the current administration is listening to these kids in college as they like to say they're kids in college they're not kids they're they're adults they're flat out adults they sign contracts to pay back loans they got to pay the loans back i had to pay mine back you know what I was the same age as that. Well, actually, I was older when I went to college. But, you know, when I got out of high school, I applied to colleges. I just ended up getting married. 
the as long as we treat them like babies they'll act like babies and what you see out there now with all these riots from the stupid hamas supporters are babies throwing tantrums and you know what you do to babies throwing tantrums you bust their hinds ends that's what you do you bust their hind ends 20-year-olds are responsible enough for handguns. And this is, but, and even worse, even worse than uh, is the idea that they thought that they could get away with it. So I am, I am uh, saying bravo to the Second Amendment Foundation and the West Virginia Citizens Defense League, which I must admit I have let my membership to lapse and I will be taking care of that right away. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I have my membership card here handy. I'll dig it out one of these days, <laughs> and and show it. I have a very low number. I'm like 383. My membership card number is like 383. I joined it back in 2012, but I have let it lapse. I don't need to take care of that. Um, and bravo, bravo to them for taking that on. Well, I have a few more minutes. The, uh, the next thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was inflation. There's a story uh, that's published on our local um, uh, television news, uh, WOWK uh, Channel 13 News. It's a CBS affiliate uh, that says they've, they've headlined this story. Now, this is the, whole, the story is for the entire country, but these headlines is, if you live in West Virginia... You need to make $10,000 more just to live like you did in 2021, analyst finds. And again, there's a link to this story in the uh, description below. Uh, this goes to say, an economic analysis by a group of congressional Republicans may have you feeling nostalgia, nostalgic for January of 2021. Okay, January of 2021. Uh, there's not there's not much to miss about that time when many Americans were still out of a job or under stay-at-home orders because of the, and I won't say the word, it starts with a P. Uh, but inflation hadn't yet exploded. Since then, the cost of just about everything from groceries to gas to housing has skyrocketed. An inflation tracker created by the members of Congress's Joint Economic Committee, Joint economic committee shows the impact of inflation on the average household in every state while the joint committee is chaired by a democrat the report and data was put out by the committee's republican members nothing to see here right the report uses january 2021 as a benchmark because that was the last time inflation was within recent historic norms now the now, the report claims most American households would need to spend an additional $10,000 or more just to afford the same goods and quality of life that they had less than three years ago. Has your income raised by $10,000? Probably not. As cost of livings vary by state, so does the cost of inflation. Even the most affordable states like Arkansas, Maine, and Oklahoma, the average household still needs to spend more than $8,000 or more to cover their needs when compared 
to January 2021. Of all the states, Colorado households, Colorado, <laughs> smoke them if you got them, Colorado households have it worse. According to the report, the annual cost of recent inflation for them is $14,995. I, I, I usually don't buy a vehicle that's over $10,000. It's just, just inflation, $14,995. But in Washington, D.C., and remember, D.C. is not a state. In Washington, D.C., it's actually worse than any state. Families and households in the nation's capital need to spend $17,109 to keep up with where they were at the beginning of 2021. And then in this, uh, in this story is a map that it says you can hover over your state and see what it says. And when I hover over West Virginia, it says the annual cost of inflation is $9,390. Um, state inflation is 19%. I believe it. I believe it. So again, the link to the map or link to the story that includes the map is in the description below. I, um, I also want to say that one of the things that I try to do here uh, and again, I know it's not all that exciting, but one of the things that I do try to do here is share with you ways to cut costs on your groceries and, 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 and in general things around the house. Um, I, ha I'm, I'm, I, I haven't put out, listen to me stutter, I haven't put out the uh, number of videos that I would like to have done simply just because I, I just, I just haven't been able to do it. And, uh, but I do like to share videos. I do have quite a few videos over on the, uh, well, both the Rumble channel and um, the YouTube. And of course, in some cases over on Facebook for Holstein House, uh, showing you ways to save money on purchases, showing you how to can groceries, uh, can uh, vegetables and um, meats and vegetables. Where did I put my books up, didn't I? Darn it. See, every time I go to look for them, I don't have them out where I can get to them. Um, I even have my, um, I even have my cookbook uh, or recipe book, I should say. It's not really a cookbook, but it's a recipe book on uh, feeding your family under $10 a day. I, I probably should look at those price lists and see how they've changed. That might be a, a conversation we can have soon. Um but yeah, we try to help you offset some of those costs here with uh, with good advice and uh, recipes and and uh, processing and because we do, I, I do can, uh, I dehydrate, freeze, of course, and um, try to think of ways that will help you make ends meet. I try to show you ways to fix things yourself. It wasn't too long ago I did a video. It's on uh, YouTube. On, you know, before you call to have your dishwasher repaired because it's not cleaning good, you know, check your blades. And I'll show you how to check the blades and how to rinse the blades out. And it doesn't do it 100%. I mean, if, you're, if your machine is wearing out, the cleaning of the blades won't fix it. But, um, and there's a filter in your dishwasher that will clog up with grease and stuff that needs to be cleaned uh, on occasion. You need to change your air conditioning filters. If you don't know where they are, if you rent a place, ask your landlord about it. If you um, if you own your place and you've never changed your filters, you probably want to do that. 
And there's just several little helpful hints that I tried to give um, uh, across the, over the past year or so that, that should help you uh, manage. It can't, it's not going to save you $10,000 though. And one of the things you have to do is decide how you're going to handle that yourself. And for a lot of people, that's going to be selling things either on Facebook marketplace or yard sales or such. And that's going to be hard to get $10,000 or taking a second job, or maybe in a third job for some people or cutting back on other things, cutting back on um, how many streaming services do you have? Uh, you know, check your cell phone bill. Is there a way? Can you, is there an option if you change cell phone companies, uh, your cable company, do you need cable or should you have satellite? Um, Oh, right. See, the other one went right out of my head. I was thinking. Um, how much electricity do you use by having all your gadgets on at the same time? How many computers do you have on? One time? It doesn't sound like a lot, but every little bit helps. Uh, keeping your vehicle uh, tuned up properly, your oil changes, your tire inflations, your um, keeping your air filter in your vehicle clean. These are all, these will help cut down on, on your fuel cost. It might just be micro little amounts but uh if you're taking care of your vehicle it's going to last longer so that's a that's a, a purchase you don't have to make right away do you need the latest one of these do you really how much are you paying for this are you are you using your cell phone <coughs> to stream tv instead of your tv could you cut back on this a little bit or do without uh who was watching somebody's or I was listening to something. Maybe it was um, I can't remember who it was. Now we're talking about the you know sales uh, on uh, Black Friday were down, and one of the big things that wasn't selling was televisions. Well, they these why do I need all the televisions? You have a television, but most people are streaming and watching stuff either on their Kindle or on their phone. So why go spend a couple hundred bucks on a TV, which, by the way, is an amazing amount. The big TV, console TV I bought when I was first married, $200 was a lot. And um, then you, when it went out, you had this console you had to deal with. And today's TV, our, our smart TVs are have such a better picture or huge, and the prices are really, really down. And... Um, but do you need all of those? And all of those use energy. If you have them all on at the same time, how much energy is it using? There's just a myriad of ways you can cut back and uh, trim. You really, do you really, really need a cell phone? <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to think of what would life would be like without mine now. But do I really need one? No, I don't need one. I, I, I like having it, especially with my dad and his health. When my mother was still living, I, I had mine on me all the time because she would get sick at the drop of a dime. Her heart would flip out or her blood sugar would freak out or something and she'd be calling me. And I'd have to take off and go get her because she would not call an ambulance. She did not want people seeing her getting an ambulance. <laughs> Well, now I'm, I'm that way with dad. So I have my phone with me all the freaking time because I need to know if dad needs to talk to me. I don't know who the next one will be, you know. But I there was there was a time 
when your telephone was at the house, it didn't go with you everywhere. And uh, that may be a conversation for another day on stress reduction. Now I may do that. I may do that. Let me write myself a note, a note that I can ignore. I wrote, I write notes all the time and then I don't do them. And here, here's the physician healing herself here. Stress reduction video. <laughs> if you only knew all the stuff I have to do. I, my stress level's off the chart. I tell you. <laughs> so, well, kids, we're right at an hour. I'm going to call it. And it's been great talking with you. And I, if you caught the replay and you have a comment, please just put replay and then put your comment. And then I know. Um, and uh, I, I encourage you to check the description below for the links to oh, our church gives and go, which is going to help pay for the roof. It's a long story, but we have a give, send, go for the roof of the church. And there's a link to it in the uh, comments below. Uh, the books that I'm going to probably give away for on my Christmas Day video, whenever that's going to be, I think on the 19th, what is that, a couple weeks from now. The link to the story on the inflation with the map, the link for the Second Amendment win is in there and con contact links for me is in there. So I really appreciate you guys. Please like uh, and subs if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Uh, if you want to join the um, Telegram group, it's t.me slash Holstein House Chat. Uh, and go to robinholstein.com for all your contact uh, links to get a hold of me. Uh, I really, really appreciate you being here with us today. And I really hope that you enjoyed the little sideways conversation and the good news about that Second Amendment. Um, I appreciate you very much, and I hope to see you on Friday. Till then, bye-bye. So, there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms, and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.